the beat. Boys, the middle diamond, we're here, we're back. Audio was cooked a little bit. We had a bit of an, a pre-recording argument. It's all <laughs> happening. Joined again, Joshy, how's it going? I'm right, another week. He's fired up. Two games gone, Arsenal's still shit. Popper still nowhere to be seen. It's like, the, it's, like the, it's like the middle diamond, but like with one sent off, because that's what it feels like, something down one man, you know what I mean? It's like we're playing a 4-3-3. Yeah. I mean. Because we don't have four midfielders. Oh, <laughs> you're a yeah. Unless you're playing as a unless you're a false line, it drops in as like a deeper 10. Crazy. Anyway. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Yep, still no sign of Popeye. If you guys see him, just let him know. Give just let us know, you know. Yeah. We, we, we're we're getting a professional, mate. Professional. Well, I'm looking for him desperately, but uh, it'd be good to, it's good to be back. Uh, lots to talk about with football. I think it should be an interesting episode, so stay tuned. It's my turn for trivia, so I've got one for you boys and for the listeners. So we saw yesterday Mikhail Antonio, that is questionable celebration. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. And he became West Ham's all-time leading goal scorer. And here at the Middle Diamond Podcast, we are Super League snobs. Snobs. So um, I want you guys to tell me, Big Six, who are, I want you to tell me each club's all-time Premier League top goal scorer. Like so that. Arsenal, Tottenham, City, United, Chelsea, Liverpool. I want you to tell me who their all-time Premier League, just Premier League, top goal scorers are, right? We'll reveal the answers at the end. Interesting. Not bad, I was proud of myself. I like how you like pointing with the thing. There's been themes for this week. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that got me thinking. Play on number. Thank you, thank you. Before we get into it, as always, this episode is proudly brought to you by 442 Strike. Josh, give us a spill. Thank you, 442 Strike. If you're after retro kids, home kids, away kids, training kids, international kids, you know where to go. Free free postage, free shipping. Just message them on Instagram. Give them a direct message. Support our some local business because there's some top early kids. I've got a few myself and boys here wearing a couple at the moment. You're missing out, you're missing out. I get it. Look, I get it, you all think you might be fantasy snobs and think, all right, I don't need to buy one for 4 strike because I'm going to win fantasy. But let's be real, you're probably going to quit in four weeks' time. So just go out and do yourself a favour, buy one, support the boys, and yeah, that's all I'm going to say. Speaking, of, speaking of fantasy, we'll quickly get into the um, the leaderboard. Josh, you better stink it there, mate. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get into the, the fantasy. He's, he's kept his spot at the top. He's got a nice little lead. Christos Boris. Christos. Right, Christos. He's doing all right. 87 this yeah, week. Who did he captain? Who did he captain? He had. I reckon you captain Antonio, you, you saw it. He had Salah captain, but he also yeah. had Antonio, Benrama, Trent, Simikas. I think Simikas was the difference for RP. Yeah, he, yeah. If you have Simikas, you now you've got the extra point two seven. I think a bit, a bit of profit there. Mm-hmm. But I don't know who will play this week, but we'll get yeah. on to the we'll get there. Yeah. Second place. Cameron Jacobs, CJ as Josh called him. But over there, CJ. No, he hates CJ. He's probably turned podcast. Yeah, 82. And third place, Christo's brother, Yanni. Yanni. Boris, the Boris boys. Boris boys. They're doing well. They're doing well. They're copying each other's teams, that's why. Yeah, they probably have to be honest. Probably sat there doing it together. Isn't that right, Boris boys? We'll do a quick fourth and fifth because one of our very own is fifth. Fourth place, Zaid Musa. Zaid, oh, the boys. Hey. Hey. Boys. Well, Zaid. And then fifth yeah, place, right. yours truly, Jack Pantelios. That's why you did. Just sitting pretty in fifth place. Sure. Not sure. bad, not bad. Lucky. As always, first segment, Grouse of the Week. Kuzi, would you like to start us off? I'll kick us off because like I like to do with my Grouse of the Week, it's, I think really everyone is a Kraus. Everyone in the world is a Kraus. <laughs> but um, it's going to be a little bit controversial. So, Kylian Mbappe has definitely, I feel, come out and said something about wanting to leave PSG. Okay, so he's got, is it a year or two years? He's got about 10 months left on his deal. 10 months, okay. Left on his deal. June 3rd, it's up, yeah. Um, And I can see why. Because he wants to be the star man. And in this team, with Messi, with Ramos, with Neymar... He gets that taken away from him with a Cartier, one out of him. Donnarumma. Donnarumma. This is a stacked team, but he's not He's not the centre of it all. He's still the golden boy. Yeah, you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you prick. <laughs> Sorry, go on. He's not the centre of it all, which is why I think just relax, let your contract, like you don't need to create a big transfer. 
you know, saga and shit like that. And that's exactly what you'd want to organise with this agent. So someone like Madrid could come in and sign him and give him bulk fucking wages. And then he goes there and plays in the in the Spanish league. Can I just can I just counter? Uh, yes, he's reject from what I've heard, they've rejected his camp has rejected two deals. Mm. However, could it could we also say that PSG uh, look, they, they've rejected the first offer and they're the ones that are going to want to look to make a bit of money out of him potentially because they don't want to lose him on a free. And to back your point, doesn't that make Madrid the curse? As well, well, it could make PSG. Because for me, for me, when you've got a player with got less than 12 months of new contract, like you just said, two big guns in there, Neymar, Messi, and don't forget Di Maria is a baller as well and he's a big name. Mm-hmm. In my opinion. You're right. You, probably, you, want, you, want a bit of, you want a bit of fame in there, which is so, quite so yeah. much. But for Real Madrid to come out and give, put on the table 160 mil, is that not stupid? No, what I'm saying They is, rejected it though. They want yeah, more. Well, yeah, they want 200 million euros. Yeah. That's what they want. Yeah, it's got a year left in this deal. Is, you know, Madrid right now is his only option to go. Mm. At the end of the year, all right, so at this point was just, like I said, everyone's a chaos at the end of the day. Everyone's a fucking chaos. But it's not like, I understand why he, I actually do understand why he wants to leave and why he wants to challenge somewhere else. I respect that, okay? At his age. But at the end of the season, when he's on a free, he's got that many opportunities to go to pretty much whoever he wants. All right, whoever, much more clubs can afford his wages and are willing to pay his wages without wages, a fee. But your wages go up. Yeah, but your say. wages go up on a free transfer. Yeah, but regardless, you're not paying a, fee, a massive yeah. transfer fee plus his huge wages. It goes both ways. It's both, there's two ways. Right now, Madrid are the only team that are going to fucking buy him. Yeah. No, that's fair. So at the end of the season, he's got an uh, option to go to, you know, Pretty much whoever's going to buy him. can afford the wages. Yeah. They're, 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 that's the only reason I'm saying he's the clear. That be, I reckon, PSG, Man City, possibly Real Madrid, they're going to offer him that amount of money. That's it. That can afford his wages. Juventus, maybe, because mm. they, they hand out wages. Just just about him, though. You saw it in Europe. He's, he loves his fucking little drama and he loves being... I reckon, I reckon instead of him boy. being the grouse, you like to say the whole... Boy. You can just say all parties involved are the creator yeah. of the world. No, it is. It's a, it's a creator. Creator. <laughs> creator. That's the plural. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a creator situation because I think someone like his calibre, wouldn't you want a year with Messi, Neymar, Di Maria? Honestly, like, in my opinion... Didn't even mention Di Maria. In my opinion, I don't know. This is your chance now. This is your chance to win a Champions League. Yeah. You go out there winning Champions League, you go to Madrid and you can, you can be a part of a rebuild. Because I, I don't see Madrid winning a Champions League within the next I'll tell you what though, I reckon he wants to play at that training ground Madrid have been playing out of. Okay, he's got his eyes set on that. Yeah, the Champions League, <laughs> Champions League fucking stadium. Yeah, the cheeky, I reckon uh, Ellis Park's a bit better than that. Alright, uh, go. Next, Kraus of the week. Do you want to go or do you want me to go? Uh, I'll go, I'll go. Makras, Makras. I already said the plural again. Kreata. The Kreata of the week. Mine go to the Nice fans. Yeah, for, for those of you that live under a rock, Dimitri Payet got throwing bottles at him, probably got racially abused, this, that, the other. Even though he's French, I know he got racially abused. Anyway, Dimitri Payet got hit in the head with a, with a bottle, and he reacted with the bottle back. And the next minute, there's a, there's a crowd invasion, pitch invasion. I've got to admit to the guy, it's hilarious. But fire, we're, we're, we're we two. Yeah, you haven't been, been in the stadium for 18 months, yet France is probably the next league that's going to have cages around the stadiums because they're skits. Mm. For, for the first time I've ever watched a France game that hasn't been judo waiting for fans to run on the pitch. Every time I asked when we play PSG <clears throat> at the, at the front or the Park the Princess, there used to be those karate boys there. Ready? I don't know if you've ever seen it. I have no idea what There's a bit of a track outside the grass near the Park the Princess and every time there's a big game, I'm pretty sure there's like mixed martial arts folks there waiting for a pitch invasion because they're oh, skids. Bullshit. I, I swear, I'm pretty sure. Of the fucking I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. That's but, ne- but nevertheless. France, France fans are skids. No, but that's what I'm saying. And they roam the pitch like that, abandon a game. You've been back in the stadiums for, for 240 minutes. Yeah. For, yeah, for, yeah for for you know what I mean? minutes pretty much. Yeah. Literally. And it's like shopping maturity. Yeah, 240 minutes. What'd you say? Because if you get there two hours beforehand, because like, <laughs> embrace. <laughs> is, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I get what you mean. Nah, yeah, seriously, throwing bottles, storming the but pitch, I'm, and the game got caught off. You see the staff, one staff member from Marseille came out, cracked their arm, 
cracked one of the fans. Yeah, it was, it was and messy, then, man. When Guzzi and someone... No, because you know what it is. You know who the Marseille coach is? The Sampaoli, the, 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 the old Chile coach with the sleeves, the, t- the sleeve tats. He is... He is loose. He yeah, yeah. He's like a he's like a pit bull. He's he's loose. Um, no. But um, yeah, that's my Cremate of the week. Creata. My Creata of the week. He's a little bit. He might be unknown. Uh, he he worked for Opt Opt Sport over the years. His name is Claude's. Now Claude's. I hope you're not listening. To be honest, because man, I'm I'm all for your opinions. All for it, mate. But not when you're going to talk bullshit. Like, far out. If you go to his TikTok, him and this other bloke, the Liverpool fan needs to grow a pair of balls to actually give his own opinion. Because this this guy, oh, my God. Some of the shit he said, for starters, he said there's five right-backs better than Trent, Alexander-Arnold. Cool. Have your opinion. And then he said there's no Chelsea fans, no Liverpool players, sorry, that would get into the Chelsea team. And they did a video about shapes, and his order of favourite shapes were all over the place. Like, he's had his TikTok page... Just shapes. Yeah, like <laughs> I'm very passionate about my shapes. Fuck this hell. this guy's page that's is proper, a joke. That's, yeah. that's, 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 that's proper class. That's proper You know what? That's probably the best class we've had. So that's, that's what we, that's what the point of that's class of the weekend is. Let's be honest. Maybe I ought to, I ought to start picking more classes like you, maybe. Yeah. I think so. Don't give me any more attention because of these boys might want to look at his TikTok page and then he gets more views. That's probably what he wants. Instead, go look at our Instagram page. That's exactly right. Jack, I've got something to ask just quickly. Let's hear it. Before we continue on, your trivia question was that Premier League goals or all time? No, goals just for Premier League. Premier League. No, oh, Premier League. Not all time, just Premier League. All time. For the I don't want to hear Ian Rush. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. Premier League. Premier League. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Capiche? All right. So, all right. Quick, quick, quick recap before we get into like the main crux of the issue. Um, Debates. Joshi, your boys. 2 0 lost to Chelsea. Kind of expected. Chelsea were good, man. I think you I think Arteta's tactics, there he is, is on the screen. Yeah. Uh, Arteta's tactics kind of played into played into the hands. To me, I don't want I don't want to have my success I want to have a discussion about this. Okay. No. no the fans want a rant, man. The fans want a rant. And like I've just said I said the boys on mark. I was like, yeah, when there's when there's a time and place to run, or all means, I'll play the damage right now. This this but is me, no, time. it's not it's not because we haven't lost two months to Brentford or two 0 to Brentford away from home the first game. Yeah, you, we, you did, you did, you did. Yeah, but I, I'm <laughs> we did, but this is not the episode following this up. I don't need it's not us losing two 0 to Chelsea. Is it is it worth ranting over? No, it's not because it's expected. And I was saying there's some boys that, that tried to rip into me. Some Chelsea fans tried to rip into me. I said, you know what? Fuck you! You only beat us two 0 That's embarrassing. We had six we had six starters out. Like, you only beat us 2 I'll be embarrassed. I'll yeah. actually be embarrassed. I've got a question. I want to remind you of something, Josh. Now, Koozie mm-hmm. Koozie remembers this. Koozie and I are of the belief that the idea that having a, a centre-half who's left-footed is just a myth that they're like, that they're, gonna, that they're just a difference maker. I reckon that's a load of shit. No, but now, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. When Arsenal signed Pablo Mari from yeah. wherever, Josh was going on about how this bloke's left-footed He's changing the game. Pep's all about his left-footed centre-backs. The bloke got done. He got dicked. And he, oh, I feel bad for Kiratini. Reese James had a field day on the right-hand side. Kiratini tucked in and just an option. Yeah, Kiratini tucked in. Reese James on a space. Obviously scored that goal. And just ran right first half. But you know what? This is my thing. Left-footers work really well when you're doing what? When you're playing out. When you're shit like us and you can't play out, you don't have much support. You're going to play like a Newcastle system. Defending. But, but this is, and this is where I'm going back to tactics. Yeah, we know we're gonna get dominated. Go to back three, play more defensive. But like you said, but like he said, you beat Chelsea with the back four. You know, you know his voice. He's like, yeah. He, one of the the, the post match uh, interview, the lady was like to him, "Oh, but you, you played a back three successfully against Chelsea a couple times. Why oh, didn't you do that?" And then he says, "Like, oh, we beat him with the back four here last season." Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. This is my thing. Like, we know Bobby Murray's suspect defensively. Oh, I've never said he hasn't been. Yeah, I think Papa Murray's good when you're playing Newcastle home, when you're playing West Brom with the Hawthorns in a Carabao Cup game. So tomorrow is when I want to see him play. Not when playing Chelsea at home. And this is my thing. We had Ben White out, Gabriel out, Party out, Odegaard out, Abami out. We had five starters out. And we had a right back because we didn't have a fucking right back yet. You got four right backs. Not good. And, and this is the problem. We'll speak about it later if we're going to get into it. I don't really want to fucking get into it because now I'm writing. No, do you? I, I, I don't yeah, want a 60 second But you're in the heat of it. I don't want a 60 second Fine. 
Um, playing back three, tucking Kiriti. We'll, we'll ask my story. Put Saka deeper. Put Saka deeper and try another counter. Yeah, that's what I would do. And that's what this is where Arteta's being very, very wrong and he's in going to a lot of trouble because we all know that the squad is shit. We're all aware. Yeah, we know Sam Combi. Yeah, Sam Combi's been good, but he's not going to be the, the be on end or the savior. Yeah, don't put our playing philosophy under scrutiny, especially at home. Last 20, 25 years, people that have grown up watching Arsenal, we've been used to playing good football. Yeah, mm-hmm. last year and a half has been unwatchable. It's literally unwatchable. You you watch Arsenal like it's a chore now. So you do the dishes. You don't want to do it, but you have to do it. It, it, it's fucked. It's not good to watch. You don't enjoy watching yeah, it. Yeah, that's a good point. And, and this yeah. is where, and this is where I'm saying, play it back three, mix it up, give us a chance for the game. We've lost more games at home under Arteta than we have under Wenger. It's fucked. So, but I how think, do you know a back three is gonna? But it's so, different. It gives you it's different. different point. Point. It gives you a chance. You know, if, 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 oh, right. I, I agree with what you're saying, but a back three, I don't think it's always a solution to play. For this game, for this game, for this game, for this game. But listen, I'll tell you right now. When Kiratini's tucking in anyway, and you're playing as a back three, and with, and Cedric's fucking invisible. Yeah, so you're playing with back three anyway because you've got fucking one person that can't defend, and the other person that's tucked in anyway. Why don't you just play with three defenders in the first place? You can have Cedric on the right, you can have Saka on the left, and they're tucking in. You got yeah. five, and you got one person sitting in deep. But then the you thing is, if, the push, if you do that, you lose Tini going forward. You do, but the, and this is the other problem. Under Arteta, it's been, oh, give the ball to Tini, put it in the box, and see what happens. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed, fingers crossed, shut your eyes and fingers crossed. That's all it's been. So much for no ranting. You've just ranted <laughs> this whole fucking time. It's pissed me off. I just think that the poor thing, the same what I said last week about how you know it was poor management because he should have known that Brentford were going to go for it. If if we all if we all closed our eyes and imagine how Lukaku would score or how Chelsea would play to Lukaku's strengths or what he can do, that first goal is exactly Correct. exactly what you would have so pictured. Wouldn't, wouldn't, Him dropping deep, receiving. Pardon? Wouldn't you want to change up the way he plays to stop this? I just but the thing is like I agree he got his tactics wrong but I just reckon you haven't got the personnel to deal with that. You don't. So you like you don't. And that's why I've said I'm not a hundred hundred percent Arteta out because I think if Arteta has the players. We can still do something. I think he's a smart bloke. But you look at Chelsea, for example. They make one signing to a ready done team. We're making six. We're spending a lot of money because we're rebuilding. You know what I didn't realise? If you look at Chelsea's net spend, like by selling Tammy and Tamori, and I reckon they've probably sold a couple they're of They've sold as well. They've only, like, you look at Lukaku, like, that's, it makes sense why they could afford to spend that money. Yeah, but this yeah, season, like, this season. Like, the fucking, oh yeah, just yeah, obviously. Season. But if you look at just their next no, in previous seasons, they've fucking spent. Oh, obviously, obviously, hundred percent. But it's good business. It's good yeah. business. They're not signing yeah. fucking anyway, rejects, thirty-two-year-old rejects. They're yeah. selling them for free. We'll go to the St Marys. Obviously, United. You know, tore the house up last week. We're going to win the league. Win the league last week. <laughs> yeah, Fernandez. Fernandez. Fucking gold medal. The um, they drop they drop points at home. I've been seeing Mark yeah. Goldbridge and all the United people mm. flipping the shits at Ole. I said it a couple of weeks ago. If you buy a six, you fix all your problems. Instead of playing Fred, who is a Graus, playing Matic, who's thirty three. Yeah. I don't understand why you spent forty mil on Van der Beek, who doesn't fit in the system. Mm. McTominay is neither this or that. But this is my thing. This is my thing with yeah. United. I think the other, the other guy I was signing now now six. And, and do. play Pogba next to him, or you get not maybe not now now six, but you get someone that can play a more defensive role, and you stick McTominay there. I just so think I'll rate McTominay. The thing, the thing is with United, like they've been really, he's not six though. They've been really poor at shifting players. Okay, now and the, but. In saying that as well, Ole's been given a lot of money to spend in across after less than a hundred games, he spent over three hundred million. Okay, so he's been given money to spend. Mm. I just think if they could shift players like Matic instead of giving him a new contract, get rid of players like Fred because he's probably not good enough. <laughs> get rid of the Phil Joneses and the Matters, and they just got rid of Andreas Pereira, stuff like that. Then you can go put money on the table. Because if I'm Man United. Get rid of those dead woods and you just give a blank check to Leicester and ask how much they want for Wilfred and Didi. Yeah. I think you put him as yeah, six, Pogba next to him, Bruno as a 10, and I will be shitting my pants. Yeah. I would honestly be shitting my pants. But until they do Premier that... League, Premier League proven. Mm-hmm. Until they do that, 100%. until they do that, I wouldn't shock me if they finish fourth or if they slip up and maybe someone See, sneaks in. It wouldn't shock me. I, I think with what you were saying before about those players, and I sort of agree with your point, We've got to come forget when Matic came in, he made a big impact for me. He had a good year, one good year. They signed him as a 30-year-old. Yeah, but, right. but that's, but that's the thing, is, that was his job. 
coming for two years no, and yeah, solidified his spot. Then you've got to buy someone that's going to replace him. And they all thought Van Der Beek was going to be that guy. It didn't happen to be. They spent 50 mil, they give 50 mil to Shaq to Donetsk for Fred. It's horrendous, in my opinion. I'm not rating at all. But I 100% agree with your point. They just need to get someone that's probably proven who can finish straight away. Because I Lingard. He still hasn't sold Lingard. Let's think of Jesse Lingard. Jesse Lingard now has an opportunity, right? He can either sit on the bench or stay in the United. Oh, because he wouldn't start at West Ham. Yeah, that's that's true. He definitely like, starts at West Ham. Over who? I I think he's better than four nails. Yeah, I drop four. But he's, 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 he's a deeper ball player. No, no, no. They play, they play they four two three one, and the three is Bowen. Four nails as a ten, and Ben Rama on the left. No, 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 Ben Rama's. But this season, Ben Rama's been playing as a ten, and that's why he's been doing so well. Ben Rama's been more. So when Lingard was playing, he was playing as a ten. Ben Ben Rama was getting pushed out wide, and that's why he wasn't doing as well last season. But now he's playing as a ten. It's thriving. But I think he'd still come in over four nails. I'm gonna be honest, right? And I know like they're not undeniable, but I think West Ham's gonna be like that team I'm gonna watch. And you're gonna enjoy. You're gonna enjoy watching them. Yeah. Moyes has always been that coach where I think once he gets his team going, they can actually play some really good football. And we saw it under Patches and Everton. We did. People can say they won and I would to look at here. But he's never been able to take a team at that club to the next level. I think now he's got an opportunity. I just, yeah. we said he cement your opening spot West Ham. They've got the players to do it. We said, no, but we said it last week. Like If, if Rice or Suchek goes down, you have yeah. to play Mark Noble. Yeah, they've got, and that, and they've got that bone as well. Bone's a winger. Oh, yeah, he's they're not the thing is their owners aren't willing they, they, they could have got Tammy Abraham they get, and they didn't want to spend yeah. on the wages they want to do, they might get Zuma they don't want to break their wage structure yeah. I still think they've got enough quality there I so do I but you're playing but you're playing they're playing your open league Josh yes that's what we've been saying man you're playing three games a week man they came six last year that's why I'll tell you what the problem is the problem is when Arsenal was shit you forget about everything else you just I, was I, up with everything. I don't give a fuck about anything else. I was like, <laughs> Liverpool went to shit last year. I stopped watching Liverpool. Like, I <laughs> uh, well, quickly, just speaking of Liverpool, yeah. uh, Fred's back. Did they qualify? Yeah, right. Yeah, they're straight in because they came sixth. Mm. Fucking hell, I saw shit there. They were in fourth for a while. Sorry. Yeah, I'm out. I do remember that. Mr. Jonathan's just arrived. If people wondering what the silence is. Liverpool, 2 0 win at home to Burnley, just pretty pretty routine. Obviously, Liverpool Chelsea coming up this weekend. That'll be tasty. We'll touch on that a little bit later on. But we'll touch on we'll the Liverpool squad depth as well. In our, sure in our we might have to. We might have to. Kuzi, what do you think of the game? No, I thought we were really good back at Anfield. It was good to see our players coming back in. Uh, little Elliot started and he, did, he looked very good for an 18 year old coming in. He just gave us a bit different of something we haven't really seen in midfield. Someone who was sort of drifting out wide and who was creative, but almost playing as more of like an attacking midfielder, which in a Klopp system we haven't seen, seen from ever. Him, yeah. But it's it's good to see that he can come in and do that role. And I just think overall, everyone played their part from Allison, you know, the back four, the midfield and the attackers. We did what we had to do. And it'll be really interesting against a fucking strong Chelsea side mm. this weekend, who are also in good form. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how we cope with um, their back, their system, and what we do yeah. because we can't afford to give Reese James all the freedom in the world. Where would you start in that for this weekend? Yeah. If if everyone's been firing, Thiago, Hendo, and uh, Fabinho. Because, because I do, you know, I was a bit critical of him on Saturday night and watching the game. I think Harvey Elliott almost put a performance at some point. Nah, nah. But, it, 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 but the thing is, you've got to remember who you're playing as well. When you go, the thing when is, you're sitting in two bags, you've got to run like you did. Yeah, but you know, the thing, you know what I reckon you're thinking? Because Arsenal have been playing kids, we've actually got quality to play. No, 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 in in no, games like this, you've got to play Thiago, you've got to play I'm not disputing that. I'm not disputing that. I think Keita would be tough to drop because he's been good. He's been good. I just think games like this where you expect Chelsea to, I don't, you don't expect Chelsea to come and sit. Yeah. You, you expect Chelsea to come to play. I think, I think Thiago can put in a performance in a game like this where it's going to be a bit more open. He's going to be the one that's, he's going to get on the ball a bit and it's going to be 3v2 in midfield because they're going to play Jorginho and Kante probably. So, yeah, you know, you think if Kante's fit, he starts though. Um, yeah. But yeah, it'll just be, it'll be, interest, it'll be an interesting tactical battle. Obviously, Liverpool's fullbacks have to bomb up. Uh, if we if we're on the front foot, you might see Chelsea pin back, and someone like Marcus Alonso doesn't really want to defend. So we can yeah. we've got a great right side. So I'm very very keen to watch that game. Yeah, that's a good um, and just just quickly, 
Tottenham won away at Wolves. Harry Kane's pretty much just come out and said he's going nowhere. It's pretty much done that he's he's staying put for now. Did you guys catch the game or not? So it's a piece of sort of Deli Alli milk penalty. I thought it was a penalty. You know what I'm thinking of that? And I, I'm yeah. saying, you're going to say that there's an agenda against Arsenal? No, no, no. There's nothing to do with the agenda against Arsenal, Andy. I, I will say it right now and I hate it because I've given away penalties with the same thing happening. The keeper's actually made no contact with him. He's put his foot into the keeper. Oh, good. no, no, no. I, I fucking agree with you. Dude, no, but, no, 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 but this is because his legs... It looks, it looks 100% like a penalty to the eye. And I can't dispute the referee for giving a penalty. But you break it down so emotionally, there's fucking blame cheating. It's Bain cheating because the keeper has genuinely made no contact with him. He's taken what a touch around him. Because when there's a certain angle him. that they showed, and you can literally see as his foot comes off the ground, instead of going up and over, he literally goes right and into it. And, her, and people, okay. you, I reckon you might have into me for saying this about Kane. You look at Kane every time he's inside the box, if he takes a shit touch, he will leave his left leg or his right leg training back and keep contact. Fucking chill, they all do it. Every fucking player does it. Every man drops from a corner. The one thing I will say is if you think you can get a foul for it, do it. Guys like Zaha always leave a leg out. No, I agree, but. Guys like Rashford always leave a leg out. It works, I just don't agree. It works. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Do you get my perspective on that? I just think, yeah, I agree with what you're saying. Just touching on that game, though, I think Wolves looked really good. And someone like Ruben Neves has been linked with with a move to Man United. Um, I don't know if he solves their problem, but he was great. So, so for me, Wolves, someone like Troy needs to step up this year. Well, he, I've been reading that he might go to Tottenham. That's what I've. That's what I've been reading. That'd be dangerous on. if he does. I think is, uh, this is my thing with Troy. He's golden assist record recently. He's not been in the history. No, that's the thing. I think with him, if he can fix his empire, people talk about, oh, he's a type of player that you don't judge from goals and assists. He's got fucking brains over him because he's got big uh, fucking shoulders. He's just think about how good he'd be and how much more valuable he would be if he had a bit of end product. There was this one, there was this one move on the weekends where he, he cuts in on his right, like absolutely did the defender, cuts in on his right and kicks it out for a throw-in. Like, uh, it was from a tough angle, you wouldn't expect him to score, but he does that all too often. Like, he doesn't test yeah. the keeper enough. I look, I look at someone like Sam Maximum from Newcastle. Same, right? situ- same issue there. Same issue, but I think he's a product probably even better than Troy Reigns. I and mean, you look at that goal with that assist against uh, West Ham was at round one, where he's done, 32,623 plus tempo and he's put a peach of a ball into yeah. to who? To Wilson. Yeah. And I think that's his cutting edge at the moment that he's a good player but for me it could generally be be a difference whether Wolves go down or not. No, they're not going down. Wolves are going down. I don't think they're that bad right because they're creating a lot of chances and I think him and they start scoring that'd be right but you know you lose a couple more games early on you're not scoring on a goal. They've, got the, they've actually got decent depth. They right? do, they do, they do. But the thing is people they, they signed that young kid like Silver last year Hop about and didn't do much. Because you know he's I mean? like our age, though, man. He's not starting for them. He's not and that, but they did the thing is, they, the only summer. reason he played is because of Jimenez's injury. No, like, they didn't sign him to start. Yeah. But still, yeah, when you're a striker coming off the bench, you still expect him to score like every four or five games, do you know? Yeah, but he's yeah. a kid. Like, they, yeah. The thing is, they, they signed him based off of his performances for like Porto under 17s, like, or under 19s. He's a future signing. He's a future signing. But they've lost a couple of guns over the years, Yota. You know what I mean? Neves yeah. to be teams. They lost Dolin. Jota. 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 Matias not getting any younger. Yeah. You know, they lost uh, Patricio on goals. They're not. And this is the thing that they're not capitulated. But they're going for a big reboot. If they get it wrong, what they did last time they were in the Premier. When, how are they going through a big reboot? Because they're losing four. They lost, well, if, yeah, especially Neves leaves. Yeah, him and come back from a freaking was creating an injury. Yeah, but yeah, true. They're going to bring your manager. Yeah? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, if these people are to step up, they're going to be under the screen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we'll, 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 we'll move it on. What are you like? And I'll ask them all fuck shit. <laughs> I didn't want to run. Okay, we'll move it on. Main main debate. We're just going to put a few unpopular opinions out there and we're just going to debate them. On. Josh, you can start. I don't even know if it's an unpopular opinion, but it's a debate on, it. I want to do on the podcast. I just want to say it out right now. If another team gets COVID in their camp, I know this is probably the case. Oh no, 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 I don't care. I don't care. How is that justified? I'm sorry. I don't give Just a explain, fuck. Explain, explain, explain what you're talking so, about. Explain what you're talking like about. Like I said, William, I think. Oh, William. Oh. 
Ben White. Ben White. Uh, he, ben White just got sick. He didn't get COVID. Well, it doesn't matter. He got sick. And it was, we're we're all shutting down the league because of players no, sick. Explain, explain what your debating point some, is. Some you haven't actually made a point. But a few of our starters, right, have been out with COVID-19. All, all I'm saying is, if other Premier League teams get COVID in their camp, I don't want to see their game being postponed. It's not going to happen, Josh. It, it won't happen. happen because the vaccines are there and shit like that. Fans okay, good. No, I'm saying, stadiums I'm are full. Saying, it I'm won't happen. If Virgil van Dijk gets COVID-19, I don't want to see Liverpool games being postponed. That's all I'm saying. They're not going to because how many games last season? The, the only time the game got postponed last season why, was... Why would you think if it happened to another club... Because, because you read it on Twitter and there's no, an agenda I'm, against Arsenal. I'm just saying, yeah, but why, why would you say that though? Why would it happen? I'm just making the point. The only time I can no, think of no, last no, season. Unless they would bring something in this La- season about yeah, COVID. Last season, the only time I remember it happening was Villa and Newcastle where they had a full outbreak yeah. where they're getting like double figures yes. of cases yes. within yeah, the camp. Whereas last season, guys like uh, Salah got it, Mane got it, Thiago got it, Simikas got it, guys like that, and the games continued. So call your Jets, mate. Relax. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I'm just going to see games and catch. Are you bringing anything else to the table or was that your only point? Because if it is, then fucking waste of time. <laughs> it's, a, it's a valid point that needs to be made. No, but it's stupid because it's yeah, not but happen. We're a bit more important than Arsenal, so it makes sense if we... <laughs> is that what you expect us to say? All I'm saying is I don't want to see any game called Do you want to do yours or do you want me to go? Um, no, you go. Okay, Josh didn't like this. I brought it up before. Josh didn't like this. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna start. I'm gonna preface this by saying my, my well for starters, my unpopular opinion is that Arsenal made a mistake getting rid of Wenger. Okay, hear me out. Let me justify myself. Okay, I can understand why at the time they were calling for his head, and I can understand at the time why you could say it needed to happen. Okay, but if you look at it since they went with Emery. He didn't get back to the start and did well. He then got back and it didn't work. Sack him. You bring in a guy who's all he all he'd done up to that point was put out the cones for Pep and hand out the bibs to the players on the training grounds. It's all it's all he'd done up up to that thus far. Um, you know, if you look at it, and he's been back this season. He 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 got money to spend last year, and he's got a lot. He spent more than any other Premier League team so far this season. If he doesn't deliver. You guys are back to square one. And like you said before, even when you guys haven't been great, when you were under Wenger and you were scraping fourth and even towards the end when you finished out of the top four in the last couple of years, you were still attractive to watch. You were still a nice team to watch. To people, if Arsenal were on, you'd know that you'd be, you'd be, it'd be entertaining because you can see goals, but you'd also score goals. Look at it now. Like you said, it's a chore. You, it's unbearable to watch. Yes, I just think, I just, can you, let me finish it off. Right. I'm aware that I've opened the can of worms here. Josh is not going to be happy. However, I just think, Gary Neville said it, and he said, be careful what you wish for. Now, your fans didn't want Wenger because he had aspirations of uh, winning the league and doing all that. Look at it now. You guys would kill to be making top four. You guys are in nothing this season. The floor is yours, Josh. For me, and I'll still stand with this right until Dad died, the decision to get rid of Wenger wasn't the wrong decision. The wrong decision was either not getting that tether after Wenger and going for a proper rebuild, or not going out and get a world-class manager. Yeah? Wenger, in my opinion, sort of over overstayed his welcome because there was there was managers out there at the time, Egypt of Egypt Guardiola. I'm not saying we get him, Conte at a stage, and we've gone out and gone. Yeah, and reality is we didn't. We wasted time, and bang, we we you know everything. <laughs> when in Champions League football, we don't remember us playing some really good football. Yeah, the problem is mm. right, and the the, the the thing at that stage was there was a big opportunity. We got five years backwards. And I look at us now, we're five years behind Liverpool. We're five years behind Man City. We're three or four years behind Man United. We're four years behind Chelsea because we haven't had a proper rebuild. This year was supposed to be the window where we sign players, we get rid of players, we haven't got rid of anyone. Yeah, we signed very, some very good players in my opinion, some very good long-term solutions. And this is my thing. It's that under Wenger, we had players like Abanian, who was 26, 27. Lacazette, 28. Ozil, 29. Leonard, no, Leonard wasn't. Bami X-9 when he was 29. He was 28, 28, 29. So he's in his prime, in his prime. There was Ramsey was 28, Wushi was 27. We had a core group that was needed. A few players around him and bang, could have been challenging again. We got our sign Emery, sort of didn't get backed. Moment Ramsey left, bang, doesn't want to sign a creative midfielder. Game set match. Terrible football, couldn't have scored our life to bend on it. And here we are now. 
trying to rebuild, sign a couple of credit players, sign a couple of spine players. We don't have the luxury now to bring in one player that's going to change everything. Unfortunately, that's not going to be the case. Look at Chelsea. They sign a player in Lukaku. Bang, they got their goal scorer. It's going to get you 20, 25 plus goals. Look at Liverpool, for example. They bring in someone like Jota to add and expand to their squad. Yeah, bring in quality. We need to bring in the quality first to bring to build a spine. And this is why we ask for Wenger's head because we want to the manager that's going to bring us some world-class players, bring us some world-class football and hopefully win us things. Now we're back behind the head ball. Where I would right now kill for football under Wenger. I'll kill for it. The reality is we're in a different predicament to where we were five, six years ago. Look, it's, yeah, it's, I've got to somewhere agree with him with that they, when they replaced Wenger, they did not make the right decision. They didn't go get someone who was kind of ready to do a proper rebuild. Sorry to cut you off, Kuz. Yeah. I remember them being linked to Arteta after Wenger had left and Josh didn't want I'm not surprised because I wanted a world-class manager. But the thing is now, if you're going to take a risk with Arteta, why are we two, we're two years behind it now? Yeah? We wasted 18 months on it, Henry. For what? It's gone nowhere. He fucking choked us to the European final, got us nowhere, sent us backwards. Yeah? And bought us some toxic players like Benduzzi, for example. All of a sudden, you waste a bit of money here, you waste a bit of money there, you bring in a, a fresh manager when you should have done that from the get-go. If you bring in Arteta and you come eighth, after a year they come six, you can say, oh, well, there's improvement. Now he's come eight, we're going to wait another year. We're five, six years out of Champions League football. Mm. That's the problem. Yeah, no, no, I do, I do. I do get, see where you're coming from and why Wenger, but the thing about Wenger, though, was you talk about how you had that core group of players, but did he, he wasn't back to fucking sign another player. Was, this was Wenger's And that's where he, I'll tell you where Wenger went wrong with getting a lot of fans turned against him, he never would put the ball under pressure. I was just about to say, he he's always protected them, always protected them, said, oh, we're going to get you to go back. Yeah, but it has to be like that. Huh? If you're fucking, if you're going at your job that you work like every week, or Jack, if you're at your job and someone's talking shit about your boss, or you're the owners, you're not going to fucking, no, you're you're, especially out to, or maybe to mate, Especially out to fucking public, you're not going to talk shit about people that are employing you. That's just basic. When Arsene Wenger single-handedly saved Stan Kroenke's career, Arsene Football Club probably saved him from losing a lot of money. Yeah, what do you want him to do? Say, oh, say we got no money to spend. Yeah, but you say put the ball on the pressure. Yeah, you think he's not talking to him about that? Say it in the media. Put it out the press. Put it out the press. Get the fans on your side. Can I say? Why would he make that public and risk their his fucking job? You look imagine at imagine the fans carnage, right? Imagine the carnage if Wenger got sacked because the owners sacked him for going out. What are you gonna do, bro? Stand what are they gonna do? Fly a plane over the stadium and fucking make a few banners. See some of the protests six, seven weeks ago, bro. See some of the six other clubs fucking protests. It's all for the same shit. No, but it's different, though. It's different. Has it different? It was all for the same shit, man. They're just protesting about joining the Super League. We're protesting of the last fifteen years of our football club. That's what it is. Stan Kroenke did not put a cent in that club until we signed Thomas Party. What yeah, I'm he, saying he, is, he, how he, can you expect no, but, someone to talk shit about their own fucking employer when their job is on the line? Especially to the costing. That job. doesn't make sense, it mate. The job. He not giving, Kroenke not giving Wenger money which should cost Wenger having no, a job. He, he doesn't did. care. Because can Wenger has 200 mil and he signed some good players and I don't even blame Kroenke at all. No, I don't even blame Kroenke. I blame the people. Shut up, man. Listen for a second. No, no, listen for a second. You want to try to stir me on? No, I'm not. When you spend 30 million for Stuffy, when you spend 30 million for Stuffy and 20 million on Lucas Perez and 35 million on Brandon Shaka, someone needs to be held accountable. Yeah? The manager got held accountable. Yeah, the owner's next. The owner's next. Because if you're not going to yeah, sack people yeah, for making that's, stupid that's, decisions, your head's going to go. Can I say? That's different. Let me say, you got, I, I get where you're coming from in that. Yeah, he probably should have put pressure on the board. However, do you, guys like uh, Benitez have done that in the past when he wasn't getting back to Liverpool and he left. And, he, and he, he turned the fans against the owners and shit like that. And it doesn't make anything happy. And then the owners ended up selling. Cool, that's what you guys want. But that doesn't leave anyone in a happy situation. We were in 200 million pounds debt when we, our owner, when uh, our owners came aboard us. And guys like, uh, what's that, Benitez, he did it at, um, at Newcastle because Mike Ashley wouldn't back him. That's a different situation. But when you're turning the fans against the owners, it becomes toxic. It becomes a fucking shit we, situation. We have, we have been a toxic football club ever since we left Harbury. Yeah, I don't think people understand that. We've been toxic. We tried to expand, but, but the thing is, and this is the yeah, thing, yeah. who goes to blame? The owners for wanting more money. And this is my yeah, point. You need to expand though. 
But has it worked? It has not worked. We've gone backwards. Oh, mm. kill three years under Harbury when you play good football. Fans are the only thing that matters. Yeah, the moment Gronky. Yeah, but football's changed the job. You complain about your owners putting no money into the club. Look at us. Look at our fucking net spend. Look at that. We, we've worked within our means. Yes, we've man. properly, we've done, we've got rid of the dead wood. I don't think that's Kronky's problem. I think it's kind of like Edu. Yeah, I agree. Well, that's in shit. And all your sporting directors and stuff, directors of football. Blind wise, we wouldn't shit. I blame the people before that, and this is where Cronky was not accountable because he let people like this tear the club to shreds. And that's reality. People like Gazidis tear the club to shreds. Yeah, people like Chip Keswick doesn't give a shit about Arsenal Football Club. And they tear the club to shreds, and look where we are now. We're fucked. We're actually fucked. We are five years behind everyone else. If you go watch Arsenal Fan TV, well, I'm not even saying this for life, if you go watch them six, seven years ago when they're ranting and raving about what Invengus had and they're making points about Cronky, this, that, the other, they say, Mate, we've got to be five years behind one. We're, we're seven, eight years behind people now. We're ten more in front of us football wise. They've got a better squad on paper than what we do. And who do you blame? Do you blame Wenger? No, I blame the people up top because they're the ones that've been in charge this whole time. They're the reason we've deflated like this. No more the days of Tierra and Reed, Patrick Vieira right, running the stands. Game over. We do a shit. We're relying on seeing the content to make this anyway. Enough. This is different now. Yeah. Enough because it makes me upset. Look, Josh, I get where you're coming from. I don't necessarily agree entirely, but you make valid points. And at the end of the day, I sparked a bit of controversy, and that's what we're here for. I just want to say one more thing. It's not just Van Gogh, it's a whole process, and that's what people don't understand from the outside. Anyway. Kuzi, your turn. All right. My uh, maybe controversial debate or just unpopular opinion is. So this isn't this isn't something that's like a big claim like Suarez is better than Henri had that better season or something like that. It's not Ronaldo. It's not yeah. It's not Ronaldo's better than Messi. It's not something like that. But this has to do with how players conduct themselves before, after matches, like away from the pitch, away from football, in terms of their sportsmanship, how they treat each other, how it just reflects on you know that many people are watching, that many kids are watching. I think players that play at an elite level in the Champions League, in fucking in the Premier League, in the top leagues in Europe, because that's where the main football is played, I think they're good enough sports people to be able to go shake someone's hand, go give them a little pat on the shoulder, say all the best, all right, give them hey, how are you? Yeah, you know, and then go on the pitch and flick a switch and then play. Okay, because they're good enough to go flick a switch and play. Okay, they can, they, they're capable of doing that. I think all this bullshit about, oh, players have to fucking act like they're going to war and shit like that. At the end of the day, they're fucking really, you know, as much as, as, as that, as, yeah, they're humans and they have, you know, friends and you got emotions. And as much as it's important to people in, around the world and much as like soccer is like literally their life it makes them happy and it gives them happiness football. it's it's football at the end of the day it's they're only playing football so i think this agenda like, like roy Keane and shit like I that about, i was just about to say that was my kind of say quickly in a normal world you shake hands for a game anyway okay. for me i don't want to see my players arsenal versus me and people shaking their person's hand i don't want to see that as a fan for example, I, just, I don't care how close you are, I don't care if you've sucked back the same spot. For me, there's two sides to it. So for me, I think when I hear Roy Keane complaining about it on Sky Sports, I, I just think he sounds like a grumpy old man. Like, mm. I just kind of think like, yeah, all right, mate, that's a long time ago. Players don't hate each other the same way you and Vieira did. Like, it's not, I, I, it's not like, however, in saying that, when it's before a game and when I see like, uh, like Fred shaking hands with Fabinho before a game, like a big game mm. like that, that means everything to the fans. Like you know how much a, a win against United means for us. And I look at it. I, like I don't. I don't hate it. Like, sorry, I don't love it. But it does. It does bother me a little bit. Like it's a huge game. And when you see the guys like Stephen Gerrard, you know he's my hero. He would have never shook any of those players' hands. So I say I, I, I'm a bit of. I'm, I'm contradicting myself here a little bit when I say that Roy Keane sounds like an angry old man for complaining about it. But at the same time. I think it plays the story a little bit more and it just it, it adds a bit of extra fuel to a game See, that's already big. Yeah, I get you. I get you in saying that because, of course, as a fan, you don't want to fucking see, you know, Fabinho hugging and kissing Fred before a kickoff. But then, you know, like I said, you got to remember that they're fucking human and you got to remember that Fabinho hugging and kissing Fred before kickoff, it hasn't happened, but 
hugging and kissing Fred before kickoff would not affect the much how badly he wants to win this game. Yeah, right? I, don't I don't think that does. I, I, yeah, I agree with that. I, I don't, don't think I, it does. I, I agree with if that. You saw, if no, you I see, agree. you know, Sanger or whatever hugging Van Persie before you guys versus Man U Arsenal, I think, what's his name? Bakary Sanya would go out there and give a fucking 110% to win that game regardless. So it's just I, about I, being I, a good I, person. I agree. I agree. But like, like I said, they shake hands before kickoff. Right, they can do whatever they want in the tunnel after a game. For me, when I'm pumped up to watch Arsenal when you when you're in a bar, if you're at the game, you're watching them go through the tunnel, I don't want to see my players shaking hands with other people, especially when it's rivals. Do you know what I mean? You see it, like you see Polish people shake each other's hands quickly, I'm gonna bomb to that when they're hugging and kissing and shaking. Polish people I'm just saying, bro, just, you know what I mean? Like you know when you like Christensen, if Christensen saw Smart, for example, Danish. Yeah, they're gonna high five. Do you know what I mean? I've got no worries with that. But when it's big games, like you said, yeah, cuts you get out. There's two. Yeah, I, I just like I said. I think there's two sides to it. I get, right. I get where you're coming from, Chris. Because at the end of the day, like the humans, and I agree. Like we will play. Like if you saw, if I was playing against you boys, yeah. for example, and it was a big game. Yeah, like so if anything, like I'd shake your hands at the start of the game. But like I want to get one over you because you're my mates, sort of thing. At the end of the day. Is why it's a beautiful game. We're literally out here arguing over this. That's why I just did a TED talk about it. Literally. We're, we're out here arguing. <laughs> and, and he wore a suit and had Daniel do three different camera angles. Oh, we love it. I've got to love it. I've got a C plus. <laughs> Thank you, Miss Raptors. Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, Joshua, what other thing we're going to have time for yours, mate? Did you have one? Yeah, I didn't mind. No, he did his. His, my, his was a grouse one about fucking COVID getting fucking postponed. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought you thought of a better one. No, 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 we've got a quick, quick fire guarantee. Quick fire guarantee. <laughs> so, do guarantees first. Yeah, for me, De Bruyne's going to score against Arsenal. You know why? Because he always scores. Every time I watch Arsenal, man, City, De Bruyne hits 14 shots outside the box because our defenders don't know how to rush a player. De Bruyne top corner against Leno. Mine is because mine got voided last week because Messi didn't play. Mine is the same. Messi to get a goal contribution because apparently they played against Davies. Okay, I've got one. Uh, we're just going to sell like a hater, but you know, don't give a fuck. United playing against Wolves, I think if and at Molyneux, I think it clicks for Wolves. I think Wolves are going to be United. I think Huge, Jack, you're running on thin ice, man. You've already got one wrong. What did I do? What did I do last week? I don't you even know. know. You did the you did the Leeds one. Yeah, I know that, but yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah, that was the one you got wrong. Quick fire predictions. Our favorite segment. Man City Arsenal. Josh. Three one. Cozy. Two one. Uh, three nil. Three nil City, obviously. Uh, Aston Villa versus Brentford. Uh, 2-1 Villa. Cozy. 2 all. I'm going 1-0 Villa. Brighton versus Everton. I'm going to go 2 uh, all this game. 2-1 <coughs> Brighton. Newcastle, Southampton. 3-1 Newcastle. 1-0 Newcastle. 2-0 Newcastle. Norwich, Leicester. 4-0 Leicester. 2-1 Norwich. I was going to say, I reckon 1-0 Norwich. I remember a couple of years ago, Norwich beating 1-0 yeah, at, Car- at the Carrow. West Ham, Crystal Palace. I'm going to go 4-1 West Ham again. 2-0 West Ham. Yeah, 2-0 West Ham. Liverpool, Chelsea. 2-1 Chelsea. 2-1 I was going to say 2-1 Liverpool as well. Burnley, Leeds. 1-1. Bullshit game. 0-0. I'm going to go 1-0 Leeds. Tottenham, Watford. 2-1 Watford. Come on, Watford. Nah. Tottenham... Tottenham, 3-0. I'm going to go 2-1 Tottenham. Wolves, Man United. Where is it? Or I reckon nah, I'm not. You did, did say that. Uh, yeah, I was going to say 1-0 as well. I'm going to go 2-1 uh, Wolves. Two, two 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 if you tip United there, I reckon I would smash it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, God, it's a win-win either way. Um, quickly, quickly. Should we do the championship yeah. as well? <laughs> uh, quick segment. Wants to watch in the fantasy. So, oh, I'll start off. Um, what I think you guys should look out for. So mine's a bit of a differential. All right, it's not one of the common players like Antonio Benrahma that we've seen. One uh, a Brighton player, okay. Whether it's a keeper or a defender, um, either Basuma, who's four point four point five mil. He's a midfielder, but I'm just saying, even him. You know, these guys, I think they'll have a good season. They play some good football. And I would definitely recommend that. Um, I reckon someone like, I reckon someone like um, Alexis McAllister Even might get a few goals. Yeah, yeah. Aaron Cresswell. Mm. Well, I was just about to go say... He's getting forward. I'll, 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 I'll,
big forward. I was just about to say, um, I've got Suchek, Ben Rama, and Antonio in my team. I might captain either Ben Rama or Antonio this weekend. Like I said, they've got Palace at home. You think they'd get the job done. Palace haven't scored this season yet. They haven't looked great. A bit of a slow start. West Ham, the complete opposite. And the thing is with West Ham, this is going to be the last game where it's like one a week. Like for yeah. the rest of the season, they're going to have like two, three games a week. Mm. So I think now like you, you'll see, like this this might be the last we see of like a fresh, you know, all guns blazing West Ham sort of thing. Maybe if, if you've got four nails in your team, have a look at him. Someone like Jared Bowen might get on the score sheet. But I think Suchek, he might get a set piece. I think mm. West Ham are the team to look at this week. Also, I think if you've got Kevin De Bruyne, if you've got like a Riyad Mahrez or a Grealish, yeah. I think City Arsenal is going to be a high scoring game. So I'd keep an eye out so for the I'm City players. Like it's going to be three to us. Every time I come to City, Arsenal's got three. Yeah. Yeah, can we go to this trivia? Oh, yeah. Okay. Forgot about that. Josh, who is Arsenal's all time Premier League top goal scorer? Premier League top goal scorer? Yep. Uh, Chelsea. Kuzi's there. Kuzi, yeah. Kuzi, who's your Arsenal? No, I'll fucking put Ian fucking. Uh, what's his name? Yeah, right. yeah, okay. So now, Chelsea. I want to say Frank Lampard. I'll say Lampard. Liverpool. Uh, Fowler. Owen. City. Uh, Aguero. Aguero. United. Uh, Rooney. Yes, Rooney as well. And Tottenham. Can't I mean Kane. I'm going to say... Yeah, Kane. Yeah, I'll put Kane here. Josh wins by one. The fucking... On read. Yeah, fuck. But what else are we get wrong? Oh, no, actually two, sorry. So Arsenal's is Henri, yeah. Chelsea's is Lampard, Liverpool's is Robbie Fowler. People don't realise, Fowler's got 128 Premier League goals. Oh, that's and he scored, that's he, made a Premier, he scored his first goal in 1993. Yeah, when the Premier League started. Yeah, and then he left... Um, for a few years between like 2001 and five, I think. And then he came back and scored his last goal in 07. So the rest were right. Yeah, yeah, so Aguero, Rooney, and Harry Kane. So I got- You got six from six. Um, I was going to say quickly, if you want to see the greatest celebration of all time, search up Bobby Fowler, doing a line, <laughs> and 18-yard box, because of- that's all. It is a great celebration, boys. boys well, thank you, Ezra. Instagram, Twitter, you know the drill. Actually, if you and you, if you listen to if you listen to this on Spotify- It's a shame on Instagram, man. I think one of those blokes was scared to share on Instagram. Just like, oh, you know what? I'm following a few girls. I've got like 600 followers. I don't want to share the middle of the podcast. Bro, you're one of us now. You're part of the, part of the podcast, fam. Yeah, just put us in your story. We'll, we'll share on ours. Get, you get a few more girls following you. You're chilling. My work here's done. Jack, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, like I said, Instagram, Twitter, at The Middle Diamond. If you're listening on Spotify, there's a little bell next to the following button. Now, if you haven't clicked the following button, don't know what you've done with yourself yet, click that. And click the little bell as well, so you get notifications when we drop. That is all. Thanks everyone for listening. Thank you, Thanks everyone for listening. Thank you both Thank for joining you. me again. Thank you, Papa. And uh, we'll see you guys next time.